Hi folks and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. A little bit of housekeeping before we kick off, just to give you a heads up, the conversation you're about to hear contains things that some people may find disturbing. We obviously discuss what is going on in Gaza right now, um, some of the scenes on the ground, and you will hear from uh, a emotional Mahmoud Mustaha. You will be aware of him as the young journalist, uh, just just a few months in. I think we were the very first podcast he's ever done, and um, Mahmoud uh, left us uh, a very emotional voice note about what's happening on the ground in Gaza. There's also a wider discussion on some of the events that have led to where we are and unfortunately um, some coverage or analysis or maybe just me having a rant. But anyway, it's all coming up. So if, but if you are of an, a weaker disposition, maybe don't listen. But if you appreciate the work that we're doing, please help us keep going. We have no ads. We have no sponsors. We rely entirely on you. We need you to put your hands in your pocket and keep this podcast free for everyone. It's patreon.com forward slash tortoise The link is in the top of the podcast that you're about to listen to. It's a few quid to you, but for us, it is mics on, lights on, bills paid, and we get to continue to carve out that little bit of space to have these conversations. It's the easiest bit of activism you can do. That bit of support you give us helps us raise voices like Mahmoud's, like Hannah's, like Issam's, and help share their voices to the world. Because as Afafa said to us, if Gaza goes quiet, We'll all have to speak a bit louder. So if you can, patreon.com forward slash tortoise I'm shutting up now. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves and folks, we're back talking about Israel-Palestine and events that are taking place as we speak in Gaza. The horrendous events that are taking place in Gaza and the tragedies and the atrocities that have taken place over the last uh, few days. And indeed, we will look into some of the context that led up to some of these events. But before we do that, I just want to let you know, I'm going to play for you a voice note now received a couple of hours ago from our friend journalist uh, in Gaza, Mahmoud Mushtaha. Much of this morning was spent trying to get people in Gaza on the phone or to make sure people were okay. And uh, when we finally did get to speak to Mahmoud, we were in the middle of recording a few bits that, and the line kept failing. So what he decided to do was send me a report via a voice note. Uh, and I'm going to play that for you now. It, I hope it gives you a good sense of what is what it's like right now outside his door and how um, people are being told to run for their lives. And at the end of that then, myself and Martin are going to discuss some of the events that have happened in the last few days and some of the people I've been in touch with who haven't been able to get their voices out. I'll give you some updates then. Uh, but first, uh, we're going to go over to Mahmoud. Uh, hi there, Tony. Uh, appreciated your support to us. Uh, actually, I'm thankful to, to uh, at this moment because maybe it was the last moment that we talk um, or I hope not. But uh, I need to convey the message for for your listeners and for the, the, all the world that uh, the situation in Gaza is so so hard, it's so terrifying. The humanitarian crisis in, 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 the, in the top three. There is no life, there is no food, there is no electricity, there is no water. There is no anything that the, any human being need just to keep his life. To keep his life. Uh, from in the, in the past five hours, Israeli occupation, and now that that they told Gazan people to evacuate, told Gazan people to evacuate to the south, people based in north and in Gaza, told them 
to evacuate to the south. Just in be just in Gaza, about one million people. Imagine where these people are going to go. There is no safe place in Gaza. There is no shelter place in Gaza for any for 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 children or for women. While I'm talking to you now, the streets are crowded with children and women. Don't know where to go. Children are crying. Imagine one for uh, uh, imagine that uh, imagine that one uh, forced you to evacuate from your home, from homeland, from your homeland to to evacuate it for the street. And their message told the people that to, to the evacuated into the street in the south. Where is the, where is the humanity? Where is the human right? Where is the, where is the international law about what's happening in Gaza? People are dying. People are dying from, from the, from the, the randomly bombed. Just for yesterday, Gaza Ministry of Health says that about 1,000 and 200 people were killed, including women and children. And about 60% of these people are from children and women. And about 5,000 are, are injured, were injured. So imagine the situation in Gaza. Imagine that you are, while you are safe in your home, don't know where to go, and and there is no internet in the electricity to just to, to check on your friend. How about them? What they are doing? You can't because because there is the the Israeli occupation deliberately makes this it trying to make a media blockade in Gaza. Many journalists in Gaza are stopped, and I am one of them because I can't I, I, I can't do anything. For from the beginning of this attack from yesterday, I wrote two features for uh, an international magazine about displacement and homeless people in Gaza and about the entire woman, the entire family that are wiped out from the civil register. I can't imagine that I, I will be the next displacement uh, from the, uh, I can't imagine that I will be the next victim of this. I can't imagine that I am going to also to evacuate and go to, and I, I will come I, and I will become a homeless. I and my family and I with our children, our women. Just send, just send this record to you and to the Lord to, to, to listen what's happening in Gaza, to keep an eye what's happening in Gaza. Gaza has been under the Israeli blockade for 17 years old, for 17 years. Imagine this. In Gaza, you can't, you can't dream, you can't plan. You can't dream about your future because in the next hour, maybe you, you will be the, the next victim or you will be homeless. Just in one minute, in a glimpse of an eye, your, your home will be destroyed. Imagine this suffering. Tony, it's just devastating listening to that clip. It really is just devastating. It, for me, it's difficult to understand what's going on. Tony, can you kind of simplify this or give us some background to this, history to this, make it a little easier to understand? Um, no, but I can give you a bit of background, but it's nothing simple. It's just, there's just you know, it's always that nonsense of, in many eyes now already, 
the reporting is as if history started on Saturday, you know, when the awful events of what Hamas did. But of course, history didn't start on Saturday. In fact, Martin, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be really cheesy about it. There's a, there's a great book to the left of me that about the history of the Jewish people. And one of the things that happened 3,000 years ago, you know, and how, how they've been suffering genocides for generations. One, the Romans, when they took, the, when took out the little kingdom that, the, that there was a Jewish community that had a Jewish king, the Roman um, general who took them out said, leave no man alive who can piss standing up so this goes back to all of those times and i'm not being smart about it i'm not trying to um make light of it and say well you know one one tribe has a a claim on the land above the other uh they're both from they're both the arabs and the jews are both semites it was always that funny thing where you say you know oh you're an anti-semite well you can't you know they're they're, they're i tell you what explain that out a little better people because it's one that comes around quite a lot the Semites were, were out, came out, came into the land. Effectively, the people of Abraham is is what the book will tell you. Um, but they, on, on one brother was one side, and one brother was the other. But they were the same family. Okay, so they were both of the same family. We we take it forward now. We look at it through the prism of Jewish people and Muslim people. But you got to remember, Judaism is is a few thousand years older than. The Islamic faith, you know, it, it, so, but it's all from the same book because the Islamic faith recognizes, you know, Moses recognizes the, the Abrahamic um, verses and it recognizes the Christ, like they recognize Jesus yeah, as, as, Jesus as, 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 a, a, prof- as a, a prophet. Yeah, exactly. As the people who foretold and foretold and foretold. So it's, I always say it's, if you can think about it from one thing, it's one river with three tributaries. Okay. Um, and that's kind of the simplest sort of little thing I can do about it. But we can talk about, you know, you can literally say the history of the land. I mean, the Babylonians took the land. The Egyptians took the land. The Romans, as I said, the Crusades, Martin. We, we all watched the films when we were kids. The Crusades went over. Yeah. You got to take Jerusalem for the, for the, for, and put the, the church, or the, the, the crucifix and the up. Christians, and the Christians slaughtered every Muslim in Jerusalem, every single one at once. And, and, and famously, the, the story goes, and again, it's apocryphal, there's probably no fact for it at all, is that when, um, when the, the Muslims retook it, that, 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 that um, uh, Suleiman gently put the cross back on the on the altar because yeah, you know yeah, this kind yeah, of yeah. this this benign. There was nobody benign. There was war, 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 and um, no one has no one has claim on this. You know, countries rise and fall. They didn't. Ex- you know, Israel didn't really exist up until nineteen forty eight. You know, they they waited. But if we want to talk about how how screwed both parties were, you got it really supposed to go back to, you know, the time of the Balfour Declaration, Sykes-Picot, how they um, drew lines on the map. I, I, I ask anybody to go and look at the map of the Middle East and see how uh, a French guy and, and a Brit sat down and drew it rulers. You know, there's no there's no straight borders. Like, you pick Irish county borders, there's no straight borders, Martin. Yet, yeah, yet yeah, in that region... They're all straight because they said, well, you'll have this. So what they did is they carved up the Ottoman Empire. The Brits wound up with, with this part and they uh, they found it very fucking quickly that they didn't want it. They didn't want it because they were getting told, you've sold out the, the, the Arab population, which they had. And then they, you promised it to the, to the Jewish population, which they had. And, you know, they were like trying to use both then going into World War Two. So it's it's like from that mess to now, it's really... There's no, nobody has, you know, but there are a couple of myths that pervade. Okay. So one myth that pervades is that, you you know, Israel was the, um, the land for a people, for a people without a land. 
Okay, there was already people yes. there. So, so let's 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 knock that on the head straight away. Yeah, you, it wasn't an empty space, no, Tony. No, no, and and we know that because we know that that over half a million um, Palestinians were displaced. You know, they 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 didn't they didn't spring out of the earth to be displaced. The other thing was, you know, that they made the desert bloom. Now, there's a little bit of truth to that because their their agricultural. Um, uh, sophistication is brilliant. What the what the, the the Jewish people in Israel have managed to do, but what, you know this as well as I do, Martin. Some of the collective punishments that they did against Palestinians was tore up their their land so they couldn't grow. That's right, uh, and put concrete in on the wells, yeah, and poison water, and, and, and all of this. And, stuff. You know, yeah. if you had an olive tree there that dates back to the time of the Romans, that's coming out as well. You know, all of these, all of these things. So, so all of those things. Um. But let's let's really like really fast forward the tape a bit. Hamas won the election when Israel kind of denuded the Palestinian Authority. People forget this. Like you know, people say, um, you know, oh well, you know, it, the Israeli government is the legitimate government thing. Hamas are a terrorist group. Hamas are a terrorist group, but Hamas are also a political party. They were a political party. Yes, they were. They're a political party that at a time. Going back 15 years ago, it suited, 17 years ago, it suited the Israeli government to have them because they under, undermined the Palestinian Authority. But the radical wing of Hamas, the, um, the what, you know, you might, and they've splintered, as you know, into the Qassam Brigade, they've split, they've, there's the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, there's all of these other brigades. They, they had legitimate power. They won an election, but it didn't suit anyone. It didn't suit the Americans that they won, and it certainly didn't suit Israel, and they were never allowed to take their seats. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> so, so like, what happened then is, obviously, the Oslo Accords are 30 years old, by the way, Reece, 30 years. If we could go back and rewind the tape and say we could Im- input the Oslo Accords, Martin, things would be a lot better now because the land that people are sitting on and having watch parties as Palestinians are being bombed would have already been Palestinian land. We, You know, we can't forget about it. This is lived history. This isn't... This isn't... Um, as oh, our- okay, okay. So, so let me forward wind Tony to where we are at the moment. So, what's happening now, and what's coming next? Okay, I. So, to what's happening now? It's it's. Can we just sort of kind of focus on the last sort of year, maybe a couple of years? Okay, tensions have been rising. It's been getting a lot worse. There's a lot more people have been dying um, in Palestinians have been dying at rates not seen in the last 15 years we're we're now 17 years into the blockade of Gaza and we've seen more internments so people have been arrested Palestinians have been arrested without charge than it then has happened in in the last 50 years so they're arresting people putting them away with no with nothing so no you notice if you take away hope Martin Right. If you take away hope, you're going to you're going to invite chaos, and that's what and that's what's happened with a lot of this. So so that's just that that's the reality. I want to focus on a few key quotes. People are saying in the most in the last few days, the Palestinians have um, the Israeli government, the Minister for Defense Gallant has said, you know, we're dealing with human animals, no water, no electricity, no 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 power, no 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 food. Right. Just bring the tape back to the to his predecessor. He said, "We're going to keep Palestinians' heads just above water, but let their bodies drown." This has been the policy of of various Israeli governments for for many a year. They've just been more comfortable saying stuff out loud. One of like it was Lieberman, the defense minister in 2018, said, "There are no innocents in Gaza." So this has been policy for for a long time. 
does that any of that um, am I making any apologies for or any excuses for what Hamas did on Saturday? Of course I'm not. I'm just simply trying to you know bring us to where where we got to. Now, I want to talk a little bit if you if you if you'll indulge me in what actually happened on Saturday. So you know it kicks off six thirty in the morning. They they went in by boats. They went in by paragliders. They went in by bulldozers to take down the wall. And um, they were in units that were you know assigned to go to different military bases to attack attack military bases. We know what happened in one of the kibbutzes is barbaric. We know what happened with people at a rave that were fleeing in Sardot. We know all of this has happened now. I'm not making any excuses. The sophistication of it is is something to behold now, considering they never thought Hamas had the ability to do this. They had drones that would actually help intercept Israeli um, technology. And there's, Thanks, and there's yeah. talk that they actually had... Um, uh, signal blockers so they couldn't radio back quickly enough or they couldn't they could take down communications I don't know if that's been proven but that's uh, but that's one of the, the, the things that's been said so you know you got so take all that now Hamas have got some popular like a small majority of people in, in Gaza have popular support for Hamas because they think the PA the Palestinian Authority have delivered fuck all for them and they're right um, so you know they're, they're, they're real they are right uh, about that but that's not you know, that's not saying that Hamas is not the Palestinian people, much in the same way as, you know, this right-wing government of, of Bini Netanyahu is not the Jewish people. I saw one of our friends, Jacob Wolf, saying, my people are about to do something and I can't get them to stop. And I'm thinking, Jacob, they're, you're not responsible. You're, you're, you know, just because you're Jewish doesn't make you responsible for what, what his government... Are. But we, we have seen... And and we have seen atrocities by Hamas. We have seen war crimes by Israel. All of these are war crimes. Um, how do how does this pull back from the brink? I mean, how does or is it inexorably, no, no, inexorably forward? No, no, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no stopping what's coming. There's only lessening the impact. I want to talk. Um, if that's okay, because there's a lot of, you know, it's 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 a bit bizarre watching some of this play out like you know you've Lindsey Graham saying go in there and destroy them Lindsey Graham is a far right uh, Christian evangelical in the US in the US he's his he doesn't like the Jews as well because they still think the Jews killed Christ you know there's, oh, I know there's, I know I know and there's a lot of hypocrisy in this as well yeah there's, there's there's a lot of like I mean the Jewish people have suffered for millennia there's nobody denying that that's happened over and over and over again but as as Naomi Klein outlines in her book never again has been changed by the Zionists into meaning never again to the Jews as opposed to never again shall we allow the, the rise of fascism so yeah, and yeah. and when you you know so that there was two wings of that because people you know there was a time when there was potential for this there still is under international law there are still the there are still ideas where we can have a two-state solution with, with East Jerusalem as the capital of Palestine, and we can have you know accords where where lands are open, trade is 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 free. Like Martin, we live in a post-conflict society. There was a border when we were kids. There's no border now. Okay, these things can happen, but they're going to take a lot of time. I want to, I will want, I do really want to though sort of touch on before we get to today some of the stuff. Obviously, 
social media gets a real kick in. But social media has been, some of it has been at its best over the last little while because you're able to get information, you're able to stay in touch with people, you're able to get first-hand accounts. Some of the stuff that, some, that has been reported by mainstream media, I'm glad in a way, Robert Fisk is no longer with us. If he'd seen some of the shit his former newspaper, The Independent the UK, put out unverified claims, is it not bad enough? That children have been slaughtered without, you know, putting in unverified claims about about beheadings. Is it not bad enough that these children, you know, um, will never be seen by their held by their parents again? That we have to put up with this shit. There is a lot of there is a, there is a rush in every war situation, Tony, particularly at the beginning. To to, um, I suppose the, the truth is the first casualty of war. Always the first casualty of war. I'm going. I'm going to say to you, it's deliberate because the uh, one of the quotes I use all the time is, "If you the, the first the first step in the dehumanization process is you create an outgroup, and the minute you create an outgroup, that means that you you can create an other, and you can do things because they're lesser. They don't deserve the same sort of rights as you and I. So when you say that Hamas did these barbaric things, you immediately start to dis- the dehumanization process by saying all Muslims did these things all of Palestinians did these things and there is an element of that when I mentioned Jew hate earlier there's also a lot of Islamophobia in this which is supported by large parts in the West it's supported by the by large parts of the EU there is a lot of what we would call white supremacy and a colonial mindset and what's what's happening now is the minute down they start to do that there is a license given and and this has been said by people much more better informed than me within the EU, a license given to, for seventy two hours for Israel to do their worst, and that is yeah, and that is I, I I remember we spoke about this recently, and I felt very much the same about the message that was coming out of the EU, that when you're not putting out some sort of cautionary slow down stop killing message, you're saying the opposite. You're saying the opposite. You're saying go ahead, do whatever you want, um. You know, condemnation is deserved on both sides, Tony, for for breaches of international law, and it is without a doubt. But both sides are not equal. That is it, also this the other part of this. This isn't the, this isn't the war of equals. This isn't the struggle of equals. This is an armed military nuclear power with one of the most well funded militaries in the world against a a people who have been blockaded for seventeen years. OK, the, the ambitions are stated like Israel has not hidden the fact that they said wall that will be left of Gaza are tents. I was I, I, I heard a, a former retired Israeli um, uh, lieutenant say that that, that we could create a, a nice view to the sea if we do this correctly now. You know, uh, like they're talking about multi angle attack now. They've told um, 1.1 million people to move. You heard what Mahmoud said 1.1 million people to move. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, this invasion will be catastrophic. Absolutely catastrophic. The, 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 it already is. You know, we, the, the number of, of dead children in in gaza is already in excess of 450 martin um you know yeah. i mean we're 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 gone beyond anything else and and i will say for the media the irish media 
tends to be better than the UK media and the American media in many ways. But I will say this as well. Four journalists have died in the last six days. You didn't care about them. You didn't care when Shireen Abal Akla died. You, you post a lot, a lot of memes and you talk a lot of shit. And if you're out there making comments and you're saying this is a difficult thing to talk about, it's because you're lazy, you haven't put any research into it, or you're afraid about any sort of impact it'll have saying something negative about it. It's not a hard thing to talk about. The truth is not a hard thing to talk about. The facts are that you should be calling for this. So if you're if you're one of these commentators who I'm sick of listening to, um, just shut up and don't talk about it. Then right, go quiet and stay over. Because I'd rather you I'd rather you weren't involved at all. And um, then there's a lot in the Irish media who are at it. I I listen to for my sins the Irish Times podcast. Eleven minutes in, eleven minutes when they were supposed to be talking about what's happening in Gaza, in in Palestine, in Israel. They were still talking about what the, this means for Sinn Féin and parties of the left because they sent tweets in solidarity with Palestinians and what Hamas did was 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 terrible. I mean, fuck you, seriously, fuck you. Uh, well, it's so. No, look, no. there are there are people who have never spoken about Gaza. There are people who have never spoken about Palestine. They got their fifteen-minute internet qualification, and now they're the greatest brain well, in the world about can, it. All can, I make one other point on it. I have. I have a phone book of people in Gaza, in Palestine, in the West Bank. And on Sunday, after this happened on Saturday, on Sunday, I got in touch with editors in every major news newspaper in Ireland, in every national radio um, station and uh, TV broadcaster, except News Talk, fuck News Talk, um, except News Talk, I offered people, the only people who came back to me, Martin, to, uh, I lie, Two came back to me. I was going to say only one came back to me. One came back to me in 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 earnest and tried, and that was RTE. RTE have been working the phones really hard to get people in in contact with people who you and I speak to regularly, who friends of mine out there to get in. But one of the national newspapers came back and said, "We'd rather an Irish voice." Fuck you. Yeah, Fuck I you. know, I know, but that's no, you know, and then then they'll pull on Alan Shatter yeah. uh, as you know yeah. expert, and uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, with greatest respect, his picture is coloured of of this situation. Mm. You know, it just is, and and if he's not mature enough to see that, the rest of us certainly are. Um, I, uh, you know. Uh, the anti-Palestinian sentiment that you're reading in the papers, Tony, is not reflect reflective of Ireland as a country. It is certainly reflective of a class of people in Ireland, and I think that's important to say. I'm, I, I'm going to say, come on now, let's let's tell the truth. Leo Varadkar did us proud by sa- by saying what is happening. If you're going to say hitting power plants and denying people water and medicines in Ukraine is a, is a, is a war crime, we have to have the same judgment about what's happening. Yeah, it has to be. No, 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 be, no, no. Are... Give him, give him a little bit of credit here, Martin. He did. He, like I think he knows that everywhere, the vast majority of Irish people have so- feel solidarity with the Palestinian cause because of our history. We know. Yeah, and- absolutely. Absolutely. And it is, a you know, just small aside, it is a pity that, you know, that Leo Varadkar and this government have decided to walk away from our neutrality because we can be seen as an independent broker in these situations, Tony, well, with empathy for both sides. Well, the thing I will say is the, the lads who spent the last couple of years since since Putin's illegal, illegal invasion of Ukraine and the barbarity that he unfolded... Uh, 
said we must join NATO. I saw one of them yesterday who's regularly on the telly, regularly on the telly saying yesterday, Mary Lou um, should put a pal- uh, Israel flag in her Twitter bio. I remind people, Mary, Mary Lou's had a Palestine flag in her Twitter bio for a number of years now. Um, she has for since since when we, one of the last escalations we were talking about, I remember. Um, and then today he said, oh, well, let's not embolden Netanyahu because they, they, they don't know what ends up now because, you know, they don't know who to stand with because they don't know where, where the popular thing is and what's going to get them a seat on the Tonight Show. Fuck them as well. Um, I, a couple of really, I forgot to say to you earlier when we were talking about the context. Here's, here's, a, here's a statistic for listeners. So, if a Jewish settler uh, wreaks havoc on a Palestinian in the West Bank, for example, the, the conviction rate, Martin, have a guess what the conviction rate is. Oh, yes, yes. I I've, I've, I saw this, Tony. Isn't it twice what it is for for an Israeli person? No. So, so the, the, Am I right? No, the Israeli person is convicted just, just less than 2%, about 1.9% of times. Yeah. So, the Palestinian is convicted over 90% of the time. There is no justice in this. People tell us to, you know, sit back and let justice take its its course. You can't do that when that's not the case. You can't do that when there's over 50% of unemployment. You can't do that when, you know, they've told you that they won't allow you to have the, like, the fishing industry. We People think about this as a simple thing. When Hannah Slice to come on, she talked about, remember, beekeepers, Martin, fishermen, lads trying to do things to start businesses, women washing cars to, 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 to feed families. Yeah. And, and is, a taxi, women driving taxis. Yeah. I remember, now, I remember yeah. all of these things. And they, were, they weren't, but if your, boat got, if your boat got damaged, you were denied fiberglass because you weren't allowed to do it. And the other really interesting thing is, um, just, re- just, just to be very clear, the Iron Dome sophistication, uh, Iron Dome system that Israel has is something like out of Star Wars. It's phenomenal. Okay, the rockets, as as the same uh, retired Israeli lieutenant that I was listening to, that that Hamas build, he said, my nine year old can build them. That's how. Um, that's how unsophisticated. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it is certainly not two two equal sides, and it, it really, I, I mean, it is very much. And I suppose we've seen it in our history. We've seen exactly what it's like to have a big, powerful um, neighbour who takes over your country. We've seen how unaccountable it is, even up to really recently, Tony, where where people are going to be prosecuted for historic crimes. I mean, we see how this goes. Yeah, no, the legacy bill here is another way to bury the past. The legacy bill in the UK that they're imposing is is a disgraceful way. to. There's no truth and reconciliation. But, but it, I mean, on, on the scale of things, what's happening in Gaza is similar, but just much bloodier, much dirtier. Uh, I mean, I know Northern Ireland was dirty, but Jesus, what's going on in Gaza is really bad. Well, like, like, okay, let's talk about what's happening right now. So just, just to give you a flavour of some of the people, um, I'm going to be completely honest, I can't get in touch with Hannah Salah. I can't get in touch with her. I'm very worried about her. I'm, I'm very concerned that something has happened because I know she had to... Uh, she posted about having to leave her her home. I you know she she wasn't feeling that that there was a tap on as as people know on on her on a roof in her neighborhood. And I haven't been able to get in touch with her. I've been in touch with friends of hers. I am still waiting. Um, just to be very clear, uh, our friend Loe Albasani, the man who managed to put a helicopter on Mars, right? He can put a helicopter on Mars. He can't get in touch with his parents. Right, the last response he has is that his parents are in in an old clinic in a two bedroom place with eighty people. They're with no water. 
no water now they've run out of water uh, I'm going to, you know, I can tell you that what's happening, let's not lose focus. Gaza is obviously the main concern, but we know that the Israeli, um, the madman, Ben Gavir, who've been talking on this podcast since he came into the Israeli government. This is the guy, you got to remember, when he was 18 and was eligible for conscription into the Israeli army, the IDF said, no, you're too fucking mad for us. We think you'll just start mowing down Palestinians. And he actually is in is in the West Bank handing out rifles and, and ammunition to settlers saying, listen, if anybody steps up, you're able to defend yourself now. Those videos are going around of him doing that, right? So that's that's gonna there's already reports of three settlers, um three sorry, Palestinians being killed by settlers in the last twenty four hours. And then again we talk about Yara Alga the, the Condolences to Yara again. Her family, obviously, she lost 10 of her family. Yara, if people know she was a parliamentary assistant in Leinster House. She's lost 10 of her family. Currently, she has still got some remaining members of her family who are trapped in Khan Yunus and can't get out. Okay, we've put in appeals to Leo Varadkar, to Michal Martin. I'm asking on this podcast, if you're listening, folks, please, please um, support Yara and trying to get that. I'll put her Twitter handle in this podcast so you can maybe, you know, support her online. And Martin, you remember Rifat, Dr. Rifat Al-Arir, who was the, um, the, the, in the university, who taught a lot of the, some of the people who we know. He actually, yeah. he made a comment to me earlier and he said, no water, no power, no electricity, no food. Welcome to the Hunger Games. And yeah, that's how barbaric this is. 200,000 people have already been displaced to UN sites that are supposed to be safe. An additional 200,000 people are crammed into, like Loway's parents, and with 80 other people into, into buildings. And that's in a population of 2 million. And they've told 1.1 million people to move to the other end because we're going to leave it. And I quote, what will be left, Gaza, there won't be a city. It will be a city of tents. So what's going to happen now? You're asking me, can it be stopped? I don't think it can be stopped because the US supported, the EU supported, Van der Leyen went over, you know, Anthony Blinken from the US Foreign Secretary went over. Joe Biden perpetuated the lies about what what Hamas have done. Um all of that is going to happen. Ireland, Norway, some countries are calling for restraint. All we can do is hope for we can stop the worst of it happening and that eventually Israel will be held accountable in the same way that people want Putin held accountable for what's happening in Ukraine currently. There should be a... Uh, justice shouldn't be just a, um, for our friends. It has to be for everyone, Martin. And this is, whole thing makes me physically sick. I have had a, a headache all morning. I felt sick. I can't... I can't look. You know, I've been on edge about this, and there's nothing worse. And these are these are these are our friends that we've we've been speaking to for a number of years yeah. now. And I'm just I'm just broken by it. And I just hope everybody gets a sense of there's no you know there's no there's no context in the world, in my opinion, to do what Israel are about to do and are currently doing. There's nothing you can't you can't do that, um, and you're there. Like the the last thing I want to mention is the hostage situation. Of course, people should be released, but in many other ways, you have to understand that Hamas have no other chips on the table other than the hostages now. And when in Israel are going to go in and start killing so indiscriminately, it's going to make people double down. So I don't see I don't see any good news. I just do think that the not to be hopeless. I'm far from hopeless. I think the argument can be won that what they've done will make sure that the world understands that that cannot be done with with us all the civilized world 
standing along as innocent bystanders. We can't because because we we've we've um, no not in our name, not in my name, not in your name, and certainly. Uh, we 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 won't, we will continue to try and cover it as best we can. I'm sorry, I've gone on a bit of a rant there, but I'm just really, really. Well, I think we'll 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 wrap it up there, Tony. Is I think we will wrap it up. It's not over. There's a lot to come yet. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, and we do say this, and we say it about Ukraine as well. Hopefully, people can pull back from the brink, Tony. Mm. Yeah, um, no, look, thanks for letting me go off on one. Um, I just, I hope people understand that, that when you are listening to media, you're reading your news sources, make sure that the, that they're trying to, this, this isn't about both sides. This isn't about what about re. This is about laying out the facts, laying out the, the, the actual nuances and context and giving a fair and accurate, truthful analysis of it. And then saying to people, is any of that worth any more? Dead children, dead mothers, dead fathers, dead brothers. None of it is. So we need to stop. I'll just call for call for it to stop. There are rallies across Ireland, I know, on this weekend, on Saturday. So um, get out there and raise your voices. Do it on social media. Do it whatever way you can. Um, and I, I am kind of proud of, of Ireland the last the last few days martin i am even even people i was i'm not surprised some people have, have you know disgraced themselves we're but better than we're better than most countries on this i think we are and if we could convince more countries to be at least on the same page of us as us maybe the narrative would be a little bit more moderate towards palestine yeah. tony maybe it would Listen, be. folks we leave it there thanks so much for the support thanks for all the feedback this week thanks for everybody who who reached out to ask if if people that that they like to hear on this podcast are okay it's probably pointless but we you know we do appreciate it talk to you soon take care bye bye tony and martin martin and tony speaking to interesting people only it's the echo chamber podcast subscribe now on patreon